Good morning, everybody. It's so good to look out here and see all these great faces here. Today, I am so excited to share with you and speak to you about God's prophetic direction for 2020. My goals this morning are to walk you through God's prophetic view of the Hebrew calendar year of 5780, as well as our Western Gregorian calendar of 2020, to provide five key prophetic themes gathered from trusted prophets, and to outline what I believe the Holy Spirit is saying to us here at the Oxford Vineyard. Now, I want to stop and just pray a minute. Holy Spirit, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you that you are here amongst us, and I ask that you will give each and every one of us the eyes to see and the ears to hear what you are saying today to the body of Christ in Jesus' name. What do I mean by prophetic intercession? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> A prophetic direction speaks of God's intention on how to fulfill his purposes conveyed through the Holy Spirit to the body of Christ, to us. Prophetic voices give guidance, direction, and counsel to God's people. Prophetic guidance occurs when we hear God's voice or somebody hears on our behalf concerning an action or a direction that we are to take. Are you excited to learn more this morning? Good. Let's go. Now, first thing we're going to do is look at the prophetic view for the Hebrew calendar year of 5780. Maybe that's new to you. What are you talking about, Julie? To understand what God is saying to us for this year of 2020, we first have to understand that God's time clock is a Hebraic time clock. The Hebraic year, or what is known as the Jewish year, is 5780. It began at sundown September 29th, 2019, on what is known as Rosh Hashanah. And that started a new prophetic season. Now, Hebrew years are not written in numbers, but they are written in letters. Each Hebrew letter has a pictorial meaning. It has a number and a letter meaning. The Hebrew letter for this season is P-E-Y, and it's pronounced Pei. Pei is the 17th letter of the Hebrew alphabet. It is also the number 80, and its pictorial meaning, which is on, has been on, it should be on the screen now, is the mouth. Pei means to speak a word. Also here, the number 80 is very interesting in the Hebrew calendar. It isn't just this year that this is the number 80. It is announcing a new decade that will run from 5780 to 5789. God is revealing to us that the Hebraic year of 5780 begins a decade of declaring and decreeing his word. It is a season about coming into alignment. Alignment is the key because we are, we are going to be releasing God's words, his promises, and what he is doing and speaking them into the earth in this season. God operates also in times and seasons. That's very important to God. Ecclesiastes 3.1 tells us, For everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. Now I want to clarify, before I go forward, a couple of things about the Hebrew year of 5780 and our Gregorian calendar year of 2020. I want you to understand that these are 
the same year. But we have God's Hebraic view. He's got on the Hebraic glasses. And we have to understand the symbolism in what I just talked to you about. Because it impacts our year for 2020. And I want you to understand that the Hebraic year has a three-month jump on the Gregorian year. And here is why. Uh, one of the reasons is the Hebraic calendar is a lunar and solar-based calendar. Also, the Hebrew year is calculated from the creation of the world. So that might make a little more sense to you now. Whereas the 2020 calendar, it wasn't even, uh, the Gregorian wasn't even introduced until the late, like mid-1500s for Pope, Pope Gregory introduced it. And it really is from what they, what they call common error or what we know is after death, after Christ's death. Okay? Now, Let's move into the prophetic view for the calendar year of 2020. Remember, I say God operates, he understands and operates under our calendar. So we're all good here, right? We're all good. Now, let's look at the biblical meaning of the number 20. Number 20 symbolizes cycles of completeness, sufficiency, expectancy, and perfect waiting. In the Hebrew, the letter K-A-P-H, which is pronounced calf, represents the number 20, and it symbolizes redemption. God's redemptive people will enter a season of perfect vision, 2020 vision. You will begin to see with greater clarity God's vision and purpose through your identities, your destinies, and your Holy Spirit-directed assignments. 2020 will be a year of perfect vision then. It is also a year, now listen to this very closely, it is also a year of incredible change, warfare, I said it, yep, and kingdom. The, the understanding of the gospel of the kingdom is gonna be highlighted and preached throughout the nations. And the, remember, the kingdom of God is everywhere all the time. Now, in Chuck Pierce's book, a triumphant kingdom. I want to point out something really cool here too. I mentioned before when I was talking about Hebrew year 5780 that this is a new prophetic season, if you recall. In his book, Chuck Pierce tells us that, that, tells us that we are in not only a new season, but a new era, E-R-A, era. And it is the era of the kingdom of God. Okay? So this is very significant. That's all I can say about that today. All right, let's move on here. But it's very important that we understand that. Now, 2020 is also this incredible year of warfare. We have two kingdoms in conflict. We know that, the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of light. So we understand the principle that the kingdom of darkness is not going to sit back and just, you know, twiddle its thumbs and say, oh, you go, God. You know, he's not gonna sit there and do that. There is a wonderful prophetic voice to the Church of God, the Pentecostal version of the Church of God International. His name is Ray Horton. And he says that be sure that the, you understand and be alert because the kingdom of darkness is going to be pushing back about with everything, everything it's got for what God is doing in this season. How is he going to be doing it? To his typical ways. Stealing, killing, destroying with his lies. The battlefield's the mind deceptions, accusations that lead to persecution, 
prosecution, hatred, and bigotry. Satan will want reparation for every soul. So that's just for you to be aware of that. There's no fear in that. There's no condemnation in that. It's just to know that we as as children of God, we need to be really alert and keep in mind that he wants to do this in, uh, in, our, in, in, in our relationships. He wants to stir up and create and kill and destroy. Now, let's move into five key prophetic themes from trusted prophets. When I say trusted prophets, I'm referring to prophets that are seasoned. They are well-known. They are ones that have given prophetic words for many years, and they have been very accurate. So that's what I mean by trusted prophets. Our key scripture here is 2 Chronicles 20.20. Believe and trust in the Lord your God and you will be established. Believe and trust in his prophets and succeed. The scripture implies here that prophets are the mouthpiece of God and that we can believe the prophetic things that God is saying through his trusted prophetic voices. Now as an intercessor, Each September in preparation for the Jewish New Year and our New Year, I personally devote time in prayer to discerning what is Holy Spirit saying regarding this season, as well as researching what these many trusted prophets are publishing. And and what are they saying? What what, what are they speaking? Because I want to be in the know. Do you? I want to know. I want to have their witness bearing witness with what I'm hearing. Through my research, I discovered five common prophetic themes. Release Jane Hammond, James Gall, and Jennifer LeClaire. Now, these are not all the trusted prophetic voices that are release, releasing their messages. So don't, don't stone me here if I didn't say your favorite prophet. And secondly, these are not the only themes that are being released. But in this time frame... I picked five common ones that I saw many repeating, okay? The first one, the first theme is the year of acceleration. When you think of acceleration, it is, it is, it is a, it, it's going to be moving quickly. Things are going to be happening quickly. It's accelerating, okay? So you can expect, 2020 we said was a year of expect, expectation. I want you to be expectful, expecting God to move you out of your comfort zone and stretch you. Yay! That sounds like fun, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Expect times of sudden shifts. New jobs, new moves, new assignments, new doors opening. Expect to be prosperous and be fruitful. We're talking about alignment with with God here, okay? Expect sudden answers to years-old prayers to be answered. Expect the church, the body of Christ, to gain spiritual ground and advance the kingdom, even in the midst of warfare, even in the midst of whatever the enemy's got. And expect mass repentance and moves of souls being saved. Now, I have heard very recently and seen it published three accounts of massive moves of souls. One is the underground church in China. That's a communist country, man. But that is, God is breaking out and people are being saved. Secondly, Iran of all places, Iran, a Muslim country that you will be, if you denounce their Allah and, don't, and you're, you're saying, I profess Christ, you will be executed, beheaded, you're out of here. 
So this is extreme persecution, but massive amounts of people being encountered with Jesus and coming into the kingdom. Isn't that exciting? And, and, and thirdly, Rwanda in Africa, masses, ten, thousands of people getting saved, healed, baptized, coming into the kingdom. So that, that, that's a raise of hallelujah on that one, right? I mean, so be praying for these for these moves and be praying especially for these very persecuted peoples. Second theme, your breakthrough, new birth. What do I mean by that? You have been, I believe, in a period of transition that is completing its cycle. Transition is defined as a period of changing from one state or condition to another Many of you, uh, and, and you'll bear witness to this, many of you have been going through a process of feeling unsettled, shaken, inner restlessness, questioning God, questioning, waiting, questioning some more, waiting. Let me reassure you that that transition cycle that you have been in, if it hasn't completed itself already, it's getting ready to complete itself. Now, one thing else I must say, and I'm going to speak to this just shortly in a little bit here. Transition is a, all about transformation. And we, as children of God, are always, we should always be on that traje tra trajectory of transitioning to transformation. So prepare yourself not to be put up a wall or resist. Press into, even if it's a little bit stretchy and feels like, whoa, you feel like Stretch Armstrong. Everything's going in every direction. All right. More about the year breakthrough and why. God has been doing an intense work with you, in, within you. And here's what he's doing. He's breaking you out of old theologies. Yay. He's breaking us out of old methods. Hallelujah. Old mindsets. Because what's the, the, this, this triumphant kingdom, we've got to see where God's going. We've got to know where he's going, and he's got new revelation to give us. And if we're holding on to old theor theologies and religious things, it's going to block us from going forward. In the prophetic uh, realms, I guess we say, you hear a lot about wineskins. Your old wineskin cannot receive new wine, they say, or new revelation from the Holy Spirit that he wants to give you. A wineskin was an ancient container, usually a goatskin, that would hold wine. Now, if you're going to pour new wine into an old wineskin, it's not going to be a good experience because the old wineskin is going to get brittle and it's going to burst and you're going to lose all your wine. So my point here is you're being fitted with new wineskins. You are being moved to those positions of being able to receive what Holy Spirit wants to give you. Holy Spirit wants to pour into you, especially in these times and seasons, a spirit of discernment and a spirit of wisdom. Now, I'll say a little bit more about that in the future here. Number three, the year of the mouth. Ecclesiastes 3.7. It is time to speak, folks. It is time. It is the decade of the decree. It is time to declare and decree God's words, his promises, his will, his agenda into the earth. It's about alignment. What is a decree? It's an official order issued by a legal authority. Well, guess what? You, as a son and daughter of God, have legal authority. And who gave it to you? Jesus gave you the authority, the exousia, and he gave you the power, the dunamis, to Take his decrees 
what the king has spoken, and we decree it into the land. That's part of us being victorious. That's part of us overcoming. That's part of us ruling and, and having dominion. Amen. All right. One more thing on that is when the word of God is declared, he is watching quickly to fulfill it. God's kingdom will be built up and his purposes will be established. The victory is in your mouth. Now, I want to ask you to repeat this phrase after me. I'm going to say the phrase and then you repeat it. In my mouth. Good. Number four. Year of consecration. Joshua 3, 5 says, consecrate yourself for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Consecration means the devoting or setting apart of anything to the worship of God. So Holy Spirit is calling us to live a consecrated life. What does that look like? It looks like pursuing his holiness and his righteousness. It looks like coming into alignment with him. It looks like spending time with Holy Spirit, spending time with Jesus, humbling ourselves, repenting if we need to repent, uh, getting in his presence, getting together and listening to Holy Spirit, and then obeying Holy Spirit, renewing our minds daily, developing, Parker has shared about developing spiritual healthy rhythms. And, and so those are the things, I'm going to repeat a little bit, you're going to hear a little repetition, but that's good because I want it to penetrate into your spirits and really impact you as the Holy Spirit is speaking to you even now. And number five, the year of the watchman. If you uh, go back into ancient times and you think about uh, Jerusalem and you think about Israel, there was around every city there was a wall. And above those cities, I've been to Jerusalem in 2010 and I have been on the wall, at least part of the wall that still exists. And you're up, you're up there. And on that wall, those watchmen were put there specifically to watch out for enemies, correct? So we are being called as spiritual watchmen and women. It is a call to intercession. Matthew 13, 16 says it good. But blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. This is a very strategic time of being able to discern the times and seasons we are in. This is known as a Sons of Issachar moment. 1 Chronicles 12.32, that's 1 Chronicles 12.32. Read that later on today. Having eyes to see and ears to hear. It is also the awakening of the offensive watchman. An offensive watchman knows what his enemy's doing. An offensive watchman spies on and ambushes the enemy's camp. We lay siege. We are an intimidated. We intimidate the powers of darkness. We're not intimidated by them. We take out giants in the land. How do we do that? Through strategic prayer. That's how we do it. Listening and watching what the Holy Spirit's saying and obeying and partnering. Now, Jane Hammond, one of those trusted prophets, she has just written hot off the presses, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> discernment. And I've got good news for you. Each and every one of you can borrow this book from the Lane Library Hoopla service. Not only as an e-book, friends, but as an audio book. So that when you are tra traveling back and forth to work, or you know when you shut off the TV and you're listening, you can get yourself filled up with discernment and know what God is wanting you to do in these times and seasons. I kid you not. That is, that's a freebie right there. Yes. Now, as we review those five themes and then we're going to move into what God is saying 
to this church. Those five themes again, think about it again. Acceleration, breakthrough, the mouth, consecration, and watchmen or prayer. Fundamentally, or foundationally, I should say, we need to understand right now that the Holy Spirit speaks to us tridimensionally. Tri means three. That means he's speaking to you even now individually, very personally. He's speaking to us as a community or what we like to call a tribe, serving together under core values, vision and purpose in this unique region. And he speaks corporately to the entire body of Christ. The Holy Spirit's incredible. He can do that on all those levels. It's incredible. As I sought God's prophetic direction for the uh, Oxford Vineyard here, the Holy Spirit gave me a a visual picture of an arrow. He revealed to me three directives based on the symbolism of an arrow. An arrow symbolizes direction, it symbolizes movement, and it symbolizes power, right? The direction implies aim. The way the arrow is going to go toward its target, what, it, what it's got to reach. Movement implies the effort needed to, for it to reach the target, and power implies the force applied to the arrow so that it will hit the target, hit the mark. We don't want it going too short. We don't want it going over and missing the target. We want to hit the mark. So three directives. Number one, this is your direction arrow, and it, the Holy Spirit says impact. Continue to stand your ground and take ground for the kingdom. We are staying the course. We are, on a good, we are in a good direction. We are, we are, we are moving forward. Continue to build up the church and the community through preaching the gospel, equipping the body. Continue to love and care for souls. We do that very personally, individually, and we do that as a tribe. Changing belief systems rooted in darkness and lies to the truths of the kingdom of light. Making disciples, teaching, training, loving the community through acts of service, caring for souls, meeting practical needs. There's some ways you can do this individually. You buy a coffee for somebody at, at McDonald's or Cafenia or one of those places and you give them a word of encouragement. You are participating in outreaches here that we may have and whenever you can, do that. When we have things called Oxford Day of Prayer and we have Love Oxford. You can become involved in those things. We Love Oxford brings meals, provides either lunch or breakfast to people in our community. It sho- it's encouraging them. It shows them love. Night watch, going out into the community late at night and providing something practical that they need to get them home safely, right? And, and words that we can give them, prophetic words or words of encouragement to say just a few here. Of Jesus Christ, that decreeing, and declaring the words according to the will and purpose of God. We are exercising dominion when we do that. In this region, that's our job. We are bringing unity to the body of Christ. We are forbidding things that God doesn't want in this community, and we are allowing things that he wants in this community by Matthew 16, 19, by our binding and loosing. We are bringing healing upon people. We are casting out demons. We are preaching. We are praying. The second movement or arrow is the movement arrow. And this, Holy Spirit says, is increase. This ties right into acceleration and breakthrough. 
expectation, expect to prosper. Expect the body to grow in obedience to the movements and workings of the Holy Spirit as we come into alignment. Expect signs and wonders and miracles to manifest here as we obey what the Holy Spirit is saying. Expect the, here it is, the process of transition. Expect that process of transition to transformation. Looking more like Jesus, acting more like Jesus, living more like Jesus. Galatians 4.19 says, Paul tells us, I am in labor until Christ be formed in you. This is a process that we must allow and we must embrace and we must continue to increase in that process. Expect unity and oneness because we're coming together with our mission, our vision, our purposes to advance the kingdom here in this community. And then expect waves of his glory to break out in the body. Expect that. And then we got to understand Holy Spirit's timing and, then, and we got to be open to his promptings of how do we, how do we respond to that. You know, how, how do we respond if, you know, somebody's laying on the floor over here and people are laughing over here and people are walking around shouting? I mean, how do we respond to that? That's, that's kingdom activity, folks. Next, third arrow, the final arrow or initiative here is the power arrow, intimacy. I can't say enough about this lifestyle of consecration. If we don't have the power source, we really only have a religious gathering of people who are, you know, socially getting together. If we don't have a relationship with Jesus, if we don't have that foundation, then that's really all we, we would be. So this is an invitation to embrace a lifestyle of consec- a consecration, devotion to the worship of God, embrace an opportunity to engage in regular times of listening to Holy Spirit, again, meditating on his word, renewing your mind, praying, worshiping, developing healthy spiritual rhythms. This isn't about a religious duty that, oh, you missed it today, you only prayed for five minutes and you were supposed to pray for 15 minutes or you didn't spend time with the Holy Spirit today, shame, shame, shame. It isn't about that at all. It is about, I want you to think about your first love. I want you to think about the feelings of being of being in love and how much you couldn't you couldn't take your eyes off this person and you want to be with that person all the time and you were so, you want to talk to him all the time you're calling him on the phone and that is what I'm talking about that is what a relationship with Jesus being in that intimate relationship that you are you are communing together and he is he is right there he's not putting these parameters on you and these rigid religious you know, barriers and saying, oh, you screwed up. Oh, I'm not listening to you today. You ain't got time for me. Forget it. No, he is saying, oh, I love you so much. I want to be with you. Oh, I'm so excited that, you know, you're talking to me today. Oh, I'm so excited that I I have so much to show you. I have so many wonders and mysteries to reveal to you, my children. That's what he's saying. And then embrace a commitment to vision, the vision, the purposes, and the, the core values here. And embrace an invitation to grow in relationship and community. What's a way we do that? You sign up for one of the, the victorious life groups today. Sign up. It's just a six-week commitment. Whatever you can, if possible, sign up and come to what you can. Okay? It's so important. And then another thing is be a part of trainings and activations. 2020 of the falls. If you have never been in, in Sockham, go to Sockham. I'm a 2018 graduate. Join Sockham and, 
outreaches whenever you can. And then prayer. I've got to say something about my sweet prayer. Tuesday night, right here, prophetic intercession. Listen, you don't have to have a prophetic calling on your life and say, well, you know, and believe that you need that. All you need is a heart to, for what God is doing and a heart to intercede for people. So you just come and be a part. You, you, you will be amazed how easily you will feel, how comfortable you will feel, and how intense and how powerful it, the experience is. So please, in closing, I would like to ask the worship team to return. And uh, at the same time, I would like to ask my three volunteers. I have three volunteers, and in front of you, and they're picking up a tray. You might have wondered, what are these trays with these white stones on them? Each one of my volunteers is going to be giving you a white stone. And I want you just to, just to hold that in your hand, okay? Um, thank you guys so much. We're going to look at the scripture right now while they're passing those out to you. Revelations 2.17. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers or is victorious or overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna. I will give him a white stone with a new name written on that stone that no one else knows except the one who receives it. Now I want you to pay particular attention to the first line. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. We are the churches. We are the body of Christ. We are one of those bodies. We are the the body of Christ. You are, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. In this morning's mes message, I have asked you to hear what the Spirit is saying to us, speaking through the Holy Spirit to us, and that through prophetic direction, we can believe and partner with these prophetic things that God is saying to us. In the second half of the scripture, I would like you to focus on the phrase, I will give him a white stone. God is giving his sons and daughters, a white stone. And he's giving it to the ones who conquer, who are victorious. This white stone symbolizes that we are overcomers. That means we have successfully obeyed and partnered with the kingdom. What are we over, how are we overcoming? We are overcoming the pride of life. Pride of life is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and our, and our pride the world and the enemy, and that we are the bride of Christ. We are literally overcoming each moment, 24-7 even. We, are, we make choices to follow and listen to Holy Spirit, to love and follow Jesus, right? And so we are, that overcoming, so this scripture, it's cool because it's about a future time, but it's also about a very present time. Because we are walking through and we're doing that and we're overcoming each time we say no to the enemy. Each time we say no to things of the world. Each time we say no to ourselves even. All right. Now, this is so cool. What's the white stone about? All right. That white stone represents a prophetic act. A prophetic act is a symbolic act that communicates and reinforces what God has said. Okay, so in, in, and I am giving you that white stone today as a prophetic act. Now this stone symbolizes that God has given promises to his children. And in giving you those promises, some of those promises are your identity in him, your destiny, 
your inheritance and an invitation to continue partnering with him in advancing the purposes of his kingdom here on earth. It's a clarion call to receive the anointing of the overcomer and to become that pure, spotless, holy, righteous bride of Christ. We can only do that with Christ in us. We cannot do that apart from Christ. Now, as you hold that tangible, that, that stone in your hand, I got one here too. As you hold that, it's a reminder that you are a precious gem who God has chosen as his arrows aimed and positioned to hit the mark in 2020. The mark of impact, the mark of increase, the mark of intimacy through acceleration, breakthrough. You're speaking and declaring, praying and consecrating our lives. And as he directs your steps very presently, even in this moment, he is actively guiding your future through prophetic direction. 2020, a year of incredible change, a year of incredible warfare, a year of incredible kingdom, a year in incredible awakening, the third great awakening to come, the beginnings of the third great awakening, the beginnings of the great, the great harvest. This is an exciting time, friends. 2020, I'll leave you with this final word. 2020, a year of having eyes to see and ears to hear. Amen.